Hey, it's Jess DeMassa. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTF Health. All this talk about the future of health is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Transparent, OneDrop, Wheel, Pfizer, Vita Health, Newtopia, 120 over 80 marketing and Bayer G4A. And don't forget, if you want to check out the video version of this interview, head on over to my YouTube channel. That's at youtube.com slash WTF health. Hey, it's Jessica Namasa with WTF Health. What's the future health? I am talking to the who's who of health tech and healthcare innovation and sometimes I get to talk to them before they become the who's who. In fact, sometimes I get to talk to them when they come right out of stealth mode. So here, out of stealth and right onto the show, we've got Rick Abbott. He is the founder and CEO of Lynn Health. Rick, happy to have you here. I'm honored to be here. I'm a huge follower of yours and uh, to be in the company of some of the others you've interviewed is uh, truly amazing. Awesome. Well, we are excited to dig into what you guys are doing over there because I've been following along on social media and you've been teasing this out for a while now. <laughs> and so the suspense is killing me. So you guys have raised $10 million in seed funding. Summer VC is, is your backer there. You guys have 100 patients that you've just welcomed onto your platform, which is specifically targeted to provide care for polychronic patients polychronic patients, excuse me, that was hard to, to get out. So, and these are people who have three or more chronic conditions. I've also heard, I mean, obviously these hundred patients had to come from somewhere. So you guys have some fortune 500 employer clients and some health plan clients who I understand you're not naming just yet, but sure. announcements are imminent. So why don't you just get us level set here out of stealth for the first time here and tell us what you do at Lynn Health. Absolutely. So exactly as you articulated, we deliver a very different care experience for members that are polychronic, that carry three or more concurrent medical or mental health related conditions. The astounding stat is there are currently 34 million people in the country right now who fit that criteria, but by the end of the decade, there will be 83 million, nearly one in four people. So we thought there was no better time to tackle what I personally believe is the largest problem in healthcare right now. I go through some of those chronic conditions because I want to make sure that we're identifying these the same way. So it's like, are they the typical ones that we always hear about diabetes, chronic pain, uh, heart disease? Is it like high cholesterol, uh, mental health conditions? Like tick through some of the things that you guys are targeting here specifically. Absolutely. You just named a number of the medical conditions on the behavioral health side. There's depression, anxiety, substance use disorder. And what you see in the market now, there are a myriad of solutions targeted at one specific chronic condition, but there are very few that say, bring me the totality of that patient's need because I'd like to manage all of it. So that's where we thought we'd be very, very different than what's currently exists is we want to tackle multiple chronic conditions at once and do so in a way that is cohesive, integrated, and really centered around the patient. All right, this is a super crowded space, and I've been covering this space for a long time. I remember back in the day when it was just one chronic condition, let's own that, and then it's like those, those single chronic condition point solutions platformed out, and then they became multi-chronic themselves, and then it's like we've added a whole bunch of things on top of that, depending on what, where the business is at. So it's like, why get into this space particularly? I mean, it is a really crowded field. Yeah, so throughout 2020, um, in my prior role at Primera Blue Cross, I got to work with a lot of really progressive employers. And one of the things that was consistent across all of them is this segment of the population was driving about 70 to 80% of their spend. And they did not feel as though they had a way by which they could intervene and help these particular employees, in their case, and their families. So yes, there are solutions that are targeted at things like advocacy, or there are solutions that are targeted at things like diabetes. But there was not one that really sat at the convergence of both, focused 
on the commercial space and willing to do so, uh, willing to deliver a product with no administrative fee. So there were a lot of different values that I thought we could bring together across the entire ecosystem, which is why Lynn was created. All right, we are coming back to that no administrative fee in a second. But before yeah. we do that, I want to talk a little bit more about the about exactly what you're delivering because this was one of those things I had to read this I had to read through your the material you guys sent me in advance twice because at first I wanted to put you into one of those platform like those digital health platform type solution buckets. I was like, oh, is this like another Lavongo, Omada, Vita, Virto, OneDrop kind of thing that's just right. handling those different conditions? But you're not. You actually said to me that you think you're more much more like an accolade or a trans because you guys are delivering virtual primary care and you're doing some sort of navigation and you're doing advocacy on the behalf of the patient. Say a little bit more about that. I mean, where do you guys think you land in that competitive landscape? Yeah, we do sit somewhere in the middle. Definitely, if you made me choose between those two spectrums, we're closer to Accolade and Transparent. Um, what we do is we actually employ an entire care circle. So we employ the primary care docs. We employ the behavioral health practitioners, the social workers, the dietitians, the pharmacists, and the nurses. They are all Lynn employees working collaboratively on behalf of that patient. So you're not just getting a primary care doc like you would in a virtual care model. You're getting an entire team obsessed to understanding your specific clinical conditions, how your specific goals and the things that are important to you in your personal life, and how we can bring a care experience that solves for all of that to the greatest extent we can. So there are a number of solutions again, really focus specifically on the primary care, specifically on a chronic condition, we are going to be adventurous and try to take on all of that. And I think that's where we're very different. All right. How, how are you viewing that polychronic market that is so different? Like, is it really that unique, the way that these patients present when they have more than three chronic conditions that it merits its own little niche boutique navigator, advocator, primary care or <laughs> care circle? <laughs> right. No, that's a great question. And we, we actually believe they are. Um, so if you think about the day-to-day -day life of someone who works at an employer who's managing multiple chronic conditions, okay, my employer offers a diabetes solution. Maybe I have a therapist, but I prefer a brick and mortar one. I have two specialists who manage my other conditions that I do see infrequently, and maybe I have a primary care doc. That's five different experiences that you have to manage across the continuum. And by the way, work from eight to five, possibly raise a family and have free time to yourself. That is nearly impossible. So I think this particular segment that again, drives so much of the healthcare costs across the continuum does warrant its own experience, its own product, and a company like Lynn devoted to them. All right. And is this enough? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing like in, in terms of differentiation, I mean, all right, you see, you see yourself more on that spectrum towards an accolade, which does provide primary care, does provide mental health, does provide that advocacy. They do all that stuff to help people kind of manage their conditions through a various partnerships they've got with, with point solutions and integrate that in. You've got transparent, you know, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know, Rick, I'm like, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like, why do you start a startup here in this space when we've got accolade publicly traded, building a great business, lots of trust yeah. amongst a lot of big employers and health plans. And then you got transparent. I mean, I don't know if I I'd bet against Tolman in terms of, of <laughs> I would not either, to be clear. And scaling it up. There's something that comes from this. I'm not making that bet either. Let me be clear. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's interesting. When you think about employers sort of in that concierge navigation space, um, they're asked to absorb a pretty substantial administrative fee that also has to cover the totality of all of the uh, particular members that they have. So if you're a 10,000 life group in the Lynn model, maybe 1,500 of those people would be eligible for our services, and that's all you're going to pay for. In uh, some of the other models, you're going to pay for 10,000 uh, members worth of experience when maybe half of them will never even use healthcare or your service. So we wanted to be really precise again and just focus on those who need us the most. And if you're an employer or a health plan, staying off that administrative line is important. Important. 
Those are just additional fees that have become part of your overall healthcare costs. We believe we should be compensated for delivering the care that we deliver in a better way, more focused on quality. And that's how we actually uh, get paid. Okay. So some of these other guys are going at risk. Are you guys going at risk? We're a nine month old company essentially. So not yet, but it's a logical extension of where we're going subsequent to maybe series A or series B. Okay. The other thing I'm going to ask you, this is a tough one. So, okay. You guys are focusing on that polychronic population. So how does this work for the employer or the health plan? Because I'm curious, like, all right, so it's, let's, let's focus on the employer here. So the employer uses Lynn, right. To focus on that polychronic market, let's say, do they also then work with an accolade or with a transparent for the rest of their population? Like, how do you see this working out? And how do you guys work with the health plan as well? Like explain to me this layered effect that we're building. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so on the employer side, um, we they have a number of programs they probably already purchased. The way our first actual employer client has described us is, I'd like you to sit at the top of the pyramid, organize everything on behalf of our employees and their families, and just be the single point of contact that gets them to the right place. Some of, Most of the time, uh, that might just be you, but there's going to be other times where I've invested in other point solutions that I'd like you to uh, promote as well. So what we do is we use analytics through their claims, identify the what we thought was 15%. We're actually seeing it's closer to 25 or 30 of the population that would be eligible for our services. And we let those members know you've been made available at absolutely no cost to you, a free service entirely devoted to helping you uh, get the healthcare experience you deserve, manage the conditions you have, get to the right place when you need it, et cetera. So on the employer side, all they're really doing is saying there's this clinic, a virtual clinic named Lynn that we think manages this segment of the population better. We're going to make that available to our, our people. You might still work with an accolade or a quantum or whomever else for the rest of your population, but we are just going to be hyper-focused on solving this particular need for those patients. On the health plan side, we actually become an extension of their care management. Okay. So we don't want to replace them. We want to enhance them and augment them to the extent we can, because there are some members already engaged in care management. But on the other side, there are some who, when they see the call coming from their blue plan, for instance, say, that's a financial institution calling to collect a bill. I'm not going to answer. Not answering. <laughs> exactly. So we want to actually take the things they do well, build upon it. And the thing that we generally can do that most carriers can't is actually deliver clinical care at the point of need, instead of saying, I think you need to go here, let me schedule for you. All right. So, so you again, Having those, to own, having those own physicians, those own care resources, including the social workers is a point of differentiation for you guys. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Very cool. So talk to me about the tech that's under underlying all of this, because I assume you've, get, you've had to build something here. I mean, we're coming through that claims data. We're identifying these populations. You know, we're talking to me about like multiple chronic conditions and then figuring out how to personalize that journey, you know, to the patient level so that, you know, um, they have the most accurate and the most appropriate care that they need for whatever they've got. So talk to me about the tech running behind all of this. What you can, what can yeah. you tell us about that? There's a couple different components. So we have an analytic infrastructure that allows us to house claims data, perform analyses on top of it. And we also are approved uh, to receive the CMS data set of 45 million lives. And we actually glean quality insights about physicians and health systems. Uh, from that data as well that allows us to say this particular health system manages orthopedics better than anyone else in that market. We're going to try to get our people to go there for specialty care. So we have an analytic infrastructure that allows us to identify patients, assess quality, understand cost. Um, from a care delivery side, we use Athena. We have an EMR. All of our um, Obviously, providers and clinicians are able to use that. And on top of that, we have a two-way communications platform that we've built that allows us to interact with our members, chat, video, text, phone, whatever modality is the most convenient to them. Um, and then from an infrastructure perspective, we are HIPAA compliant. We've got, we're on the SOC 2 process and all the other things that our IT guy is very proud of. All right. As time goes on, I mean, like, I know, I, I understand nine months in, right? Talk to me about what you see the opportunity is for some of the data that you're going to have access to and the way that you're looking at it. Because like, to me, it's like, okay, this polychronic market, like you said, 
going to, to grow exponentially by the end of the decade. So it's like understanding, you know, what is, what is the profile of somebody who has, you know, diabetes plus anxiety plus uh, chronic pain, and then how that's presenting in, in very specific patient populations. If you extrapolate that out and get some population data and the opportunity to really start to target care plans for that type of, of person and the way they're presenting and some of their demographic information is pretty interesting. I mean, how are you guys looking at that and how are you building for that up front? Yeah, what's really cool is because we're able to get access to claims data and other relevant information, we already know the patients we're about to see, the care plans that they should be on, and we've derived care pathways based upon the unique compositions and permutations of the specific conditions they might have that allow us to really actually tailor their care in an individualized and specific way based upon what they may carry. Obviously, there are five or six chronic conditions that are the most prevalent across the org. We're going to follow the industry standards around how we deliver care. Um, But obviously, there's going to be some where, for instance, if I carry diabetes, joint degeneration, anxiety and substance use disorder, there's probably not anyone who's actively managed me in the way Lynn has. And we're actually building individual care pathways um, that our providers can follow to help deliver that care in a more impactful and high quality way. All right. So you guys have clients already. You've got employers and health plans. You've got 100 patients on this platform. How, they've been on the platform for like a, a couple days here, right? Two days. Yes. Two days. All right. What are we? What What are we hearing about this so far? I mean, like obviously, like and, and give us a sense too in that in that context about like how you're building this as you guys go. I mean, like right. clearly you're well funded in terms of a seed round. I understand right. you're, you're raising an A in the beginning of Q1 of 22. But like, tell me about that whole like that that patient experience right now and and how you're managing kind of. Um, building that while you've actually got people using this. Right. So the purpose of our sort of 60-day pilot was to test our infrastructure, make sure our product was working as we expected, also give our clinicians some reps, allow them to collaborate together. And yes, specifically, we have 111 patients who are being onboarded over the course of a week. Um, and But that onboarding is they actually are assigned a care partner. That is a human who will be there for the entirety of the time they work with Lynn. And we help them understand, here's the conditions that you have. Here's the way we're going to manage that clinically. By the way, what are the things that are important to you in your life? For instance, we're around the holidays, probably wanting to be mobile around their kids and the grandkids, things like that. And we actually derive the care plan around those specific needs as well. And right now, they are literally in the process of transitioning from that onboarding process into the clinical team. And the discussions we get to see via Slack around what people are saying um, about what it's like to finally have someone care or to finally feel like I have one place to go, not four, um, has been really inspiring and quite literally brought a tear to my eye. So the good news, though, is the actual pilot is doing what we wanted. Okay. Um, product is working. People are able to communicate back and forth. We're going through the uh, scripting for all of the different conditions that we have. It's, it's going really, really well for 48 hours. in. All right. And so explain, explain to me this, because it's just, I, I want to make sure that I'm clear on it. You guys charge no administrative fee, you said. Correct. You're just, how are you guys, how are you guys generating revenue then? Is it a percentage off of what gets utilized? Cause you're not at risk right now. And I'm just thinking to myself, as you're talking to this, this sounds amazing that you're, you're, there's like a real person there that somebody can ask these questions to, but real person is so expensive. So how are you guys getting paid? Yep. So we submit a claim per participant per month that comes through. It's a CPT code. Uh, one of the core foundational principles of our company was we wanted to ride the train tracks in healthcare as they exist today. Okay. Don't disrupt the network. Don't ask for benefit design changes. Don't ask for an admin fee. Get compensated for the care you provide. So we submit a one single fee every month that is not borne by the member. It's borne by the employer health plan. Comes through, we get compensated. That's how we fund the entirety of what we call the care circle, which is the care team. Um, and then we do enter into shared savings arrangements with our clients. 
clients as well. Over time, that's probably where we'll flip to being more at risk uh, once we have a little bit more financial uh, point of view around the future. All right, cool. Well, we'll look for that. All right. So speaking of the future, let's let's end this there. So you guys have, have nine months in, 35 employees. I'd like to hear a little bit about the Series A, as much as you can talk about that. I'd like to hear a little bit about the advisory board and also like the mission behind you guys and how you see that playing out in 22. Yep. So we are moving into our Series A uh, as we speak. So mid-December, we'll kick off the process, hopefully finish it up uh, early to mid-Q1. We're looking basically for an investor who's aligned in one, this is the right particular population to be focusing on. Two, there is a financial opportunity that can be gleaned. And three, we believe in the people you've acquired. And uh, I think as people will find out today on our website, the team that we've built is truly industry leading and represents a lot of people who've accomplished a lot of great things. Um, Our goal for next year is demonstrate that we can continue to win clients, um, continue to get in network at all of the health plans across the country. We expand state by state as we go. Uh, And then obviously have early indicators that we actually are impacting people from a clinical care perspective. And when it comes to that impact, this mission is personal to me. Um, The name Lynn is the middle name of someone in my life who is polychronic. Uh, She was the inspiration for the company. She's helped me organize exactly what we would have done had things been different in the past or had we had an advocate. So this is not just a great business opportunity. It's infinitely personal to me. And I can't believe how fast we've grown, but here we go. That's awesome. I love that. I love the personal um, motivation behind this. I think that that helps a lot of entrepreneurs along the way. And I love to, to, I think, I think it helps with inspiring the passion amongst your teams and also your, your clients as well. So very cool about that. Awesome. All right, Rick. Well, congratulations on coming out of stealth. We're super excited to meet you guys. We'll have to see, keep our eye on this and see how this goes and what happens and what you guys do next. Please stop back and keep us updated on your progress and your growth and the money that you get and all the other cool things that happen. That is a promise. We will be back. Cool. Awesome. Well, it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet Lynn Health. Thank you so much for giving us all this insight into how you guys are, are hitting the ground running. It's super <laughs> exciting. Thank you. Yes. Thank you too. All right, I'm Jessica DeMassa. For more interviews with those people who are out there changing the way that we do healthcare, please check out my YouTube channel over there at youtube.com slash WTF Health. Do me a favor and hit subscribe. That helps me out a lot. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Rick Abbott, the co-founder and CEO of Lynn Health. Thanks again for joining us. Congratulations on coming out of self. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Hey, it's Jess. If you're looking for more news on what's going on in health tech, I've got another show airing on this channel called Health Tech Deals. In this one, famous healthcare curmudgeon Matthew Holt joins me twice a week to weigh in on the biggest funding deals, M&A activity, and exits in health tech. Just look for episodes labeled Health Tech Deals.